we have the promise of God. And you know God is a promise keeper. Amen. He always keeps his promises. Right. Promises these days are a dime a dozen, it seems, doesn't it? They're made often and followed through on not very much. But the promises of God are yes and amen. <laughs> The promises of God are yes and amen. amen. We, we sang that song this morning, I can rely on you. I, I trust in you. You know, there's always things that we trust in, things that we don't think much about in our daily lives. That, and we put our trust in those things. We put our trust in government. We put our trust in family, we put our trust in our vehicle, our Jeep, for God's sake, our Jeep. <laughs> we put our, our trust in a lot of different things, and God knows they will let you down and be towed away twice in a week. <laughs> I think maybe the Lord was trying to tell me something. I don't know. It's, am, I, am I not listening to you? Twice in a week. Yeah, Eric's got it. Maybe. Maybe. Right? Sometimes the Lord has to get our attention, doesn't he? Oftentimes. You know, the Bible says, "My, my sheep know my voice. My sheep know my voice. Sheep are a peculiar animal. Peculiar in many, many ways. You know, they really have no self-defense. You know, they can ram a little bit, but as far as fighting off wolves or the cougar or, or the bear or something, they, they're just helpless, you know. They're just, they're just helpless. And, and the shepherd is, is always watching those sheep. And our shepherd, the good shepherd, Christ our Lord, is always watching his sheep. And I just think of that 23rd Psalm. Man, I can just... Whew. That 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I don't need anything. I don't, I don't need or want anything. You know, He is always watching over me. He is always at my side. He is always going before me leading me to places of safety, to places of plenty, to places of peace. I don't know about you guys, but I just love finding, I love being near water. And there's something about being near water that has this calming effect to me. When we go on vacations, I love to try to find places where there is water, be it a lake or, or a, the ocean or even a, a brook of some sort, you know, and, and just the water, I don't know what it is about it, but it's calming. It's calming to me. And as a sheep, a sheep needs to drink, okay, and, and our good shepherd leads us to places where we have what we need. 
and there could be roaring waters. My grandfather and dad used to take me to places that were roaring waters. Zor Valley in the spring. When my life was in danger. <laughs> and my grandfather would make these crazy rafts out of two by tens and inner tubes. Okay? So he would take and make an X shape, like a plus sign, with two by eights or two by tens, and then he would rope and tie um, inner tubes on the ends of those rafts. So you didn't have much space to sit on, all right? And so he would be towards the center, and I would be on the other end of that, and trying to control this thing was, there was no control. There was just no, I mean, you just keep spinning around, and like a ride at Darien Lake, Grizzly Run, you guys ever been on that? That's what it was like. <laughs> and you just keep on and spinning, there's no, it was hard to tip over, but. When you get into those areas and that water is funneling through not a narrow area, the water is moving fast. And any rocks that are under that water, the water is just moving really fast over that. And it can be really dangerous. And it's loud. Have you ever seen or heard that roaring water? You can tell when there's some falls coming or there is white water coming. All right, you can hear it from a long ways away. You can tell when there's trouble a brewing, right? And that white water is a uh, a sign that there's trouble underneath. If you if you follow my drift, right? And that white water can be very um, very dangerous if you don't know what you are doing. Many people drown where there's white water. And my grandfather and my dad took me down this, and they, uh, they were in a canoe, of all things, and their canoe tipped over, and all the belongings, all the things that they had in there went floating on down the river. And, and I remember one time, I can't remember if it was this time or a different time, but my dad got pinned against a big old rock where one of these runs was in this white water. And so my dad is pinned against the rock, and the canoe is up against my dad. So he's between them. And he's trying to turn the canoe like this to get it off of him, you know, and get it down where they could maybe get it to the side and get back in. I don't know. But he said that the weight of that water pushing against that canoe felt like it was going to break his legs. And he was scared, you know. Eventually, he was able to get that off and then squeak out of there. But, I mean, it can be really dangerous. I tell you all of this to show you the, the difference between white water and water that is not safe but to water that is calming, that is calming and peaceful. And the sound of it is, is not fear-provoking. It is peaceful and it is calming and it is replenishing. Those are the kind of waters that our good shepherd leads us to. Places where we can drink in safety. We don't have to worry about predators because our good shepherd is watching over us. 
Have you ever seen, like in places like Africa or um, things like that, when over time, at certain times of the year, the water supply drains down to where there's only a small puddle of water. And all of the wildlife are trying to get that little bit of water. And so it becomes a pretty volatile place. It's not safe. All right? So any, all of the elephants, all of the zebra and, and the wildebeest and all of these things and the lions and, and, and birds and everybody's trying to get this same amount of water to share this. And it's a pretty dangerous place. But our shepherd brings us to a place of safety. Our shepherd brings us to a place And not only will he invite us to lie down and rest, but as the scripture says, he what? He makes us. He makes us. He makes us to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. And you know what? There's a place a little farther on that says, thy rod and thy staff, they do what? They comfort me. They comfort me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Uh, shepherds would have this, this staff, this stick um, that was maybe two or three feet long like this as well. And they would learn to throw that thing and hit predators that would come near them. All right? And so they would get good at throwing that thing and hitting whatever it was that was near them and hopefully scaring them away or something like that, right? And, and, but those shepherds, they had to be on their toes. They couldn't be dilly-dallying, playing games on their phones. You know, they had, to be, they had to be on their toes. They had to be alert because predators, they don't come just waltzing up, do they? They sneak around. They sneak around until they're close enough to take you down. And they'll try at times to get you apart from the safety of the flock or the herd, won't they? They'll try to pick off the weak ones or the young ones, the old ones. Try to get them separated. And you know what? Our enemy does the same thing to us. Did you ever notice that? He tries to get us separated from everyone else. He'll cause depression in our lives and, 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 and we'll, we'll feel like, I, I don't want to get out to everybody. I don't feel like talking to anybody. Come on. I don't feel like talking to anybody today. I'm going to stay in. I'm going to stay away today. And when we are away, We're vulnerable. When we're away from the safety of the flock, we are vulnerable. 1 Peter 5.8. Your enemy, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. (laughs) He prowls around. Isn't that a great uh, visual aid? 
I'm using teacher terms. I, my wife, you know. <laughs> Visual aid prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And you know what? He ain't choosy. He ain't choosy. If he can devour you, he's going to do it. If he can keep you away from the safety of the church, the safety of the flock, that's what he's going to do. I am too tired today to be going to church. And each time that happens, it gets a little bit easier and easier and easier to stay home. COVID has really caused some troubles when it comes to attendance. Think about it. Not only attendance with church, but attendance with a lot of stuff, school and, and the like. All right? And people get comfortable with the fact that they can do stuff from home. I can watch the church service from home. And thank God that we have those things, right? Praise God that we have those things. Man, oh man. All right? But it should not replace the attendance. And in the Word it says, do not forsake the assembling together as some are in the habit of doing. Do not forsake the assembling together. That is very important. Yeah, but I can do it. Yes, you can. Okay? Yes, you can do it at home. However, you are missing the accountability. You're missing the encouragement that comes from seeing your brothers and sisters here. And you know what? They're missing yours. You bring something when you come. You bring something. People need to see you. They need to see your smile. They need to see, they need to hear your voice. As simple as that may sound, we were created to be as such. We were never created to be loners, to be all by ourselves. Simon and Garfunkel sang the song, you know it. I am a rock. I am an island. I don't need nobody and nobody needs me. Right? Well, that's not true. That's not true. Don't let the enemy catch you sleeping. Don't let the enemy be able to single you out. Don't let them keep you from the safety of the flock. Because it's then that we are vulnerable. Amen? Our shepherd is a good shepherd. Our shepherd leads us to places of safety. Our shepherd leads us to places and he makes us to lie down. Stay here And rest for a little while. You need the rest. Stay here. Chillax for a little while. All right? Relax for a little bit. All right? Stay here. I even, I think about the times when Jesus um, would tell the brothers, come away for a while. Come away from the people for a while. And let's just rest for a little bit. All right, we've been busy, we've been you know, feeding 5,000 people plus and, uh, you know, and all of these things. Then we've been preaching the word and we've been healing people and, 
and it's tiring business. Let's, let's step back a little bit. Let's, let's take a break. Let's go away. And let's just be quiet for a while. Let's recuperate. Yeah? Let's take a nap. <laughs> right? Naps can be important. Jesus probably took naps. Be like Jesus. <laughs> Come away. Come away for a while. Rest. Let's relax. Take a breather a little bit. All right? It's important for us to know when to do those things. Sometimes ministry or our work doesn't allow us to do those things, and so we got to plan them in, you know, and, and get it so that it's, um, it's thought about and planned out a little bit and, and um, make sure that it's on the calendar, so to speak. Get those camping weekends in or whatever you guys do to relax and, and, and just be quiet and still for a little bit, you know. And a little bit goes a long ways. Can I tell you that? A little bit goes a long ways, you know. And, but our good shepherd, he knows our needs. The Bible says he knows our needs before what? Before we even speak, before we even pray. He knows our needs. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. What is it that you're wrestling with today? What are you wrestling with? What is something that is causing you anxiety today? What is something that's causing you depression? Is it finances? That'll do it. <laughs> finances will do it. Relationships? Family? What is it? that you're wrestling with today? What is it? Is it the unknown? Is it a prayer that you have prayed to God over and over and over and yet has still gone on unanswered? In your eyes, anyways. What is it that you're wrestling with today? I would challenge you today to just take a step back and just leave that there. It's like we leave our challenges, we leave our concerns, we leave our worries, our, our anxieties, you know, and our, our fears and, and our doubts. So we, we just take them, we just, it's like, it's like clothes that we're wearing. We would just take, just take the, you know, take it right off and then just leave it right at the foot of the cross. Just leave it right at the foot of the cross. And let the Savior, let the Good Shepherd take those things from you. Is your Jeep not running well? Has it been towed away twice in a week? Leave that at the foot of the cross. May not be room for anything else. <laughs> yeah. I love my Jeep. God knows the things the weights that are on your heart. He knows the things that are concerning you. Your health, your children, your family, your occupation, whatever the case may be. And we carry around these weights and they worry us. And you know, if it was just one thing, we might be able to deal with that. But when you get 10 or 11 things in our bucket of, of stuff to worry about, it's just like, 
overflowing. And we need to take that bucket. And we need to just dump it out. Dump it out at the foot of the cross. What are the things that you're wrestling with today? Would you stand with me? What are the things you're wrestling with today? I believe that the Lord would have us to just just take a step back. In Matthew, it talks about worrying and fretting in Matthew chapter 6. Why do we worry about this or that? What we're going to eat or drink or, or what coffee we're going to drink, or is there enough coffee, or is there enough creamer in your coffee? Important stuff like that. (laughs) What shoes am I going to wear today? Don't worry about that stuff, he says, you know. Don't worry about that stuff. God knows you have need of that stuff. God knows you have need of clothes. God knows you have need of a vehicle. He knows you have need of food. He knows you need a place to stay. He knows that you want love and that you want to give love. God knows your heart. You're his kid, man. We are his kids. And he loves us dearly. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek above all else. Seek him first. Above, well, next to family, right? No. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things will be added unto you as well. There's a trust contract here, if you, if you want to call it that. There is a trust contract where if we trust him and we do what he says, we, we walk in obedience to him, all right? We're trusting him to take care of all the other things. So if we seek him first, he's going to put all of these other things in place in our lives. But we got to seek him first. I want to tell you, that God keeps his word. He's a promise keeper. Somebody ought to write a song. Promise keeper. Huh? Come on. I'll work on it. He is a promise keeper. He keeps his promises. He keeps his covenant with those that he loves. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things will be added unto you as well. You say, but pastor, I've had, my life has been miserable. I've been abused. I've, I've had this. I've been poor all my life. I've, you know, my, my physical ailments are more than I can bear. And, and you know what? Romans 8.28. <laughs> Romans 8.28. If you learn nothing, memorize that scripture. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purposes. All things work together for your good. 
You mean to tell me that the suffering? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? God's going to take any suffering that you have endured, any abuse that you have endured, any poverty, or whatever the case may be, and you can fill in the blanks with anything that you want. And God, if we're following him and seeking him first, he's going to put all of the pieces in place for your benefit and for others as well. What things have you been wrestling with We need to lay those things down at the foot of the cross. I want to give you that opportunity today. And you know what? Some of you may be sitting in your seat thinking, oh, man, pastor, come on. We we all do this all the time. What's the deal with that, you know? But I'm a firm believer in that, yes, we can do these things in our seats. We can do them from home, whatever the case may be. That's, That's very possible, okay? But there's something different When you step out of your comfort zone, and we all got them, when you step out of your comfort zone and you take those steps with courage, trusting in God, it's like it's much harder for things to go back to the way they were. Lord, we're struggling with different challenges, different things in our lives, Some of those things we've been wrestling with for years and years. Some of it's doubt, some of it's fear, some of it's worry, whatever the case may be. Lord, it's not your desire for your children to be living under that kind of weight. Father, I pray that you would help us to lay down, to name those things that we are wrestling with and leave them with you. Leave them at the foot of the cross. I pray that you would replace those worries and those fears with a confidence, (laughs) with a confidence in Christ, not in ourselves, but a confidence in Christ. I pray, Lord, that you would replace confusion with clarity. That you would lead us in your ways. I pray for those that have been seeking answers, specific answers. I pray that they would receive those answers. I pray, Lord, that your peace that surpasses all understanding would just envelop them, round about them, and that it would dispel all darkness and evil and worry, doubt and fear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.